0: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And
1: I'm all out bubblegum! Astro Radio Z is a horror, cult, exploitation film
2: podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed.
0: Welcome to another episode of Astro Radio Z, folks. Welcome back to the old way that Astro Radio Z used to work, in which I only did episodes when I fucking felt like doing episodes. And tonight we're doing an episode on three new horror movies that came out this month. Well, it's arguable. I mean, did Don't Breathe come out this month, Mark? I know I saw it this month.
2: Uh, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's close okay. Enough. We'll I say it, it was, came out this month. So yeah, I do. I do believe it was this month at the beginning of the month because this was one of those half weeks type right. of things. So
0: yeah, yeah. So what we're gonna talk about tonight is Thirty One, Don't Breathe, and Blair Witch. And with me tonight, as you just heard, is my right hand man, Mr. Mark, the movie man. How are you doing tonight, sir?
2: Oh, I'm doing better now. Uh, after you know. Not Your Father's Vanilla Cream, so uh, I've had... Actually, I you got to cut me off, man. I had a Not Your Father's Root Beer, and now I've got a Not Your Father's Vanilla Cream. So, you know, hitting it hard tonight.
0: Well, you're going to need to after talking about these movies tonight. And with me, of course, is Amanda. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. So, I, uh, for some reason, I felt like we needed to do this episode... There was three movies that I actually wanted to see in the theater. I don't know <laughs> what, what's going on. All the big horror movies are coming out this month. Because what's
2: coming out next month? What's it? Annabelle two or some crap or oh, yes. what is it? Oh yes. dear God. Uh, you know what is coming out though is Mike Flanagan's next one, which has been like waiting forever. The uh, kid dream one, I think, where the kids' dreams come alive. Uh, I forgot which one it is, but it, that one looks pretty creepy. Oh, I have no
0: yeah i have no fucking idea what that is yeah i'm so
2: out of it
1: are you mark are you talking about the one where the kid goes into a different astral
2: plane no he falls asleep and when he falls asleep his dreams come alive before i wake is what it's called Oh. oh i thought it was the bfg no no not bfg no this is before i wake and i saw a trailer for it like a year year and a half ago and I think it's finally coming out next month. That one looks good. It's Mike Flanagan. So I'm there.
0: Yeah. I I've only seen one of his movies and his one movie that I did see absolutely is one of my favorite movies of all time absentia. And I still, for some unknown reason, haven't watched the rest of them. You sh- you've seen Oculus, right? Amanda.
1: I'm not sure.
0: The one about the haunted mirror. With, yes. Uh,
1: yes. The- yes. You and I watched that together.
0: I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it. I just got done saying I haven't seen it.
1: Oh, shit. Who the hell did I watch it with? Well,
0: it wasn't me. <gasps> That's okay. I ain't no, jealous I... type.
1: Oh, stop. <laughs> it was either you or my sister. Give me a break.
2: <laughs> it just got a lot kinkier no, in here. God. God. I was going to say, things got a lot kinkier in her. And she's uh,
1: my twin. Oh,
0: oh God. <laughs> Mark, you've seen, you've seen everything, right? You saw Hush. You saw Oculus. You saw all that
2: shit. Yep, I've seen I've seen Hush, Oculus, I saw Absentia, looking forward to Before I Wake, which I think comes out soon. And actually, it was funny, they were talking about a sequel to Ouija, and I'm like, oh, God, because I saw Ouija. And then I saw Mike Flanagan was doing it, and it's a period piece, and it's actually a prequel, and I'm like, okay, I'm in.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 so that trailer we saw tonight before the Blair Witch, the Ouija
2: trailer, that's Mike Flanagan? Yep. Oh, my gosh, is he cranking them out? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's that's Flanagan as well. And I, did, I'm sold.
1: Derek did not seem interested in that at all. I'm not sure I did either. I don't think there were any particularly gripping previews
0: that we saw prior to. All that. of the, all of the trailers tonight before the Blair Witch were hot trash. They were just, all of them were trash.
2: Annabelle 2 Annabelle just made me sigh. It just yeah. really made well, me Well, that wasn't, sigh. let's be
0: honest, that wasn't even a trailer. That was a teaser. Oh. There was nothing to that. And let me tell you this. They are so far behind on dropping a new Ring sequel. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> oh, God, that movie looks like hot trash. Just Rings. hot steaming trash.
2: Well, the the only thing involving the ring I'm interested in is the one trailer, which was supposed to be legit, which was, uh, the ring versus the grudge, but it was, it was the Korean one. So it was Juwan versus, uh, whatever it's, it's called, uh, they actually did a trailer for it and I saw it and it's the, it, it is legit. They did a versus mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And that looked badass. <laughs> the, the It's like, I want to see that fail. Well, the, the rings
0: trailer that we saw I've seen it twice now because it played before Don't Breathe and it played before uh, Blair Witch. They're still milking old cliches out of the original Japanese series, Mm -hmm. like when she's choking out hair from her throat and all this other garbage. That movie looks like garbage, Amanda. What were you going to say now? Your turn. You can you can speak now.
1: I was going to say that in the preview we saw, it counts down five days. You know, because it's supposed to seven be seven like, days. Or, oh, seven days, yeah. and it counts down the seven days. What before. you
0: didn't you didn't know by the the and, surround mix that were constantly went seven days, <laughs> seven days, seven days, seven days, seven days, like for three minutes straight.
1: I guess I didn't notice.
0: Oh God! Both times I saw it, I'm like. Fuck this movie. Fuck this trailer. Make it end.
1: Well, they every they you know they did seven and then it you know seven days and then it showed some horrible affliction some day, and then some day, some day, some day, it happened again six days and some horrible affliction and so the. Um, I feel like it, they gave away absolutely everything, and I could care less about seeing it at all. Yeah, I
0: don't want to see that shit. No,
1: no, no, no. No interest whatsoever. No.
0: So so the trailers we saw tonight, Annabelle 2, Hot, tra- hot Trash, um, Ouija, Mike Flanagan, which, you know, because of Absentia, I got soft love for the dude, <laughs> and I thought that trailer was Hot Trash, and uh, Rings, which... That thing can go take a fucking long hike off a short pier, as far as I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> well, and then there was another one that was not in the horror genre, but what the one with Marky Mark. Oh, uh, you mean the the deep burning water Horizon? Yeah, the
0: burning deep, oil, you know, burning oil rig. Oh, jeez, yeah, Mark. Tell me how much you want to see deep water Rising or whatever horizon the whatever the after the, fuck the that oil was. rig
2: that exploded? Yeah, no, I'm I. It looks. <laughs> You know, people pick on zombie films for being so cliché. That thing looks like it hits so many tropes. I'm just like, oh, I know the movie already. <laughs> I just I watch. I don't need to see it. I saw the trailer. You, you know what's going to happen with that. Oh,
0: yeah. man. Let me tell you. It's going to be a lot rantier of a show than uh, I've done in a long time. <laughs> in a long, long time. I'm usually not like this, but I've been provoked tonight. <gasps> So let's let's go ahead and let's get into the three movies that we watched. And let's start with the one that I actually liked the best. We're going to start off by talking about 31. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Tonight, we are going to play 31.
1: Is it hunting time now?
0: You wanna see something funny?
1: (laughs) I ain't no clown.
2: I should apologize in
0: advance for not sharpening this thing. (laughs) <laughs> Crunch. 31 which everyone should know that's listening to this is the brand new rob zombie movie that came out one night screening a fathom event and then the next week which was i think it was friday when it came out on amazon on demand and digital on demand um it is basically uh to me it felt a lot like a reboot of a House of a thousand corpses mixed with the purge and mixed with the running man, where a group of uh carnival gypsies gets uh basically kidnapped and put into an underground game for rich people where they have to survive the night and there's all these homicidal maniacs trying to off them there's no real explanation as to why this is going on it doesn't matter it's just an excuse for people to say nasty shit and get killed in very nasty cruel ways Um, It's Rob Zombie getting back to kind of that gritty old aesthetic that he had going on in The Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. It's kind of pretty far removed from his last movie, Lords of Salem, other than the look. But uh, Mark, what did you think of 31, the brand new Rob Zombie flick? Uh,
2: I dug it. I mean, it it wasn't anything... You know, like you said, I think you, you put it well, is that it It had, it's probably out of the ones after House of a Thousand Corpses, it's probably the one that had the closest feel to it as far as, you know, the grittiness and the the, the, the kind of, you know, the, the kind of surrealness going on with it. Um, you know, and, and I dug it. I didn't think it was, was anything, oh my God, but I had fun with it uh, outside of the very, very very end just before the credits rolled uh i was i was into it i was i was having fun with it i thought it was uh interesting you know and uh it it definitely has his signature stuff in it so you know i was entertained i'm not sure you know it was i rented it for 10 bucks uh you know i you know that's about the price of admission in the evening so yeah you know i got got my money's worth you get to see a you know midget hitler and <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked like him it. though. I like that character though. The fact that he is a, a he's a Nazi little person who is Spanish. I mean, come on. You know you can't you did, you can't beat that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for a while, right? Um, Rob Zombie's wife. What was her name? Charlie. Sherry,
0: okay, yeah. Sherry in the Moon movie. Zombie, yeah. yeah,
1: in the movie, her name's Charlie. <laughs> yeah. There's that one scene where they're like vying back and forth at each other and speaking in like uh, broken Spanish, (laughs) like yelling and shouting and puta over and over and over again.
0: That's all he said. I don't know if he was actually Spanish because all I heard him say was puta about 15 million times.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Okay. So
1: yeah. No, that's all. I just puta
2: puta puta puta. That was a lot of (laughs) (laughs) dialogue.
0: So anyone that is actually watching a Rob Zombie film the dialogue will be, you'll be right at home. You'll understand. There's no skull fucking references in this film, but there is an awful lot of filthy dialogue. I think for, for my buck, I absolutely loved the first like 15 minutes of this movie. I love the way that it started. Um, the, the guy who played Doomhead was probably one of the best, almost better than, in my book, almost better than Captain Spaulding for characters that were in Rob Zombie's films. I mean, that's no disrespect to Sid Haig, because Sid Haig's amazing, but Doomhead, the guy who, who was the guy who played him, Mark?
2: Uh, Oh, shit, I forgot his name. Uh, Yeah, I'll agree that I I liked the Doomhead character. In fact, looking at it, I'm going, it wouldn't be too hard to tailor it to where this could be a uh, origin story of, Captain Spaulding (laughs) in in almost a certain way, you know, with the way the character was Uh, let's see. uh, What is his Richard
0: Blake? Was that his name? Yeah. He was. Yep. That's who it was. He was Awesome. In this mm-hmm. movie, Rob Zombie gave him all the media's dialogue, um, gave him time to actually act, where he left him on screen for long periods of time to sit and spout off this pseudo uh, philosophical dialogue, mm-hmm. but he was still this filthy maniac animal. And uh, he let the char- the thing about this movie is he let the characters breathe. But the scenario was very claustrophobic and very in your face. It was kind of this. I had the thing I had a tough time with with this movie. If there was anything, I because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super fun. It's stupid as fuck. It's really dumb. It's it, it is illogically paced. the The editing is far too loose. <laughs> it, it it just like feels like a, a rough cut of a film as opposed to a fine cut. And it it just like for a movie that's supposed to be so in your face and, and like just a jugular punch, it felt very disjointed. Like at times it was super comedic and other times it it was like really horrifically violent. Mm -hmm. Um, And it felt, it was at an hour and 43 minutes. It was way too long. Uh, there's no backstory to any of the proceedings of what this 31 game is, why it's there, what's going on. There's these aristocrat, uh, aristocrats. I can't even say it.
1: Aristocrats.
0: Thank you. Aristocrats. Judy Giesen, uh Malcolm McDowell. And I forget who the third one was. I'm being horrible because I don't look up imdb while i do this show but they (laughs) they play like powder face dandies that are hanging out just betting on who's going to die first and the 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 movie's just all over the place but for some reason i really enjoyed like how chaotic it was i didn't know where it was going well don't
1: you think that maybe that's an intentional editing style well, I the think the movie is is chaotic and the situation's chaotic, so why not make the editing kind of chaotic and disjointed to follow that
0: theme? I don't know because there was one scene in particular that that it felt like there was either a missing piece or there was a problem with continuity. Because um, just a, just a spoiler, so anyone who hasn't seen Thirty One, please just skip ahead about five ten minutes or whatever. This is a warning. Thank you. Um, there's a scene where one of the, the carnival people, this African-American man gets killed by a puta small man oh, I know what and, uh, his friend is holding him and there's this dramatic oh! was,
1: wasn't the little midget guy. His name was a uh, sickhead.
0: Mid- yes. midget is not a, a political
1: 900 sir. times and you're going <laughs> to yell it. I
0: never, I never said that. I never said that we can <laughs> rewind. We can rewind the podcast. Mark may have said that because Mark has <laughs> Mark has lower morals than I do. <laughs> I, Mark wait, wait. may have said that, but I never said what that. I what I say. Oh, what? Okay, I, okay. I think I, you said buta the, the
1: little.
0: <laughs> okay, so his name was
1: Sickhead. Sick,
0: yes, Sickhead. Sickhead. But anyways, there's a scene where they, you know, he dies in this very dramatic fashion, and the, literally, the, literally, no more than ten seconds later, they walk into another set in which he's been cooked, prepared,
2: and placed under the table.
1: Mm-hmm. The you dead know guy. Parts of him have been actually, taken off and cooked.
2: Yeah. Actually, I, I, I caught that, and I think you can explain it away if you actually pay attention to how many hours or yes. what time it, it, it has spanned. Because after he dies, we do see mm-hmm. them. It's the way it's cut, but it, we do see him walking around uh, – the, the ladders but with the way the times that are being announced i think it's actually like an hour from when they leave that yeah. guy's body in the bathroom to when they get to the dining hall which was resemblance to rocky horror picture show yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah true true um, but so maybe
1: there's not enough clarity. It, well, no, it was
2: just – it was clearly – it felt like there was a
0: missing scene there. It really did. Well, and that was, was indicative really- of the edit in general. It's just that it felt like there were a lot of missing pieces. And, and it, it was still it, almost two hours long. And it was still almost two hours. It just felt like it was so indicative of how the whole entire film felt. It just really felt like there was whole sections that he either didn't get the film – or that were excised from this film and it felt really disjointed. Now did that take me out of the film? No. I still thought it was really fun, Mark.
2: Yeah, it didn't take me out. I mean it was noticeable. It it was very noticeable like you were you were going from from set pieces to set pieces and you kind of you lost the let's you know the the walking part. You know, which which is fine by me. It didn't take me out because that was kind of the feel of the whole film was this kind of chaotic piece that you were seeing them going through. I mean, you know, you get that now in the widescreen films with such things like the Hunger Games and that, you know, a a number of films have a little trouble passage of time. And in this one, they kind of do it with the, the time announcement. But it's such kind of in the background and brief that you're not catching it if you don't pay attention uh so i mean it did take me away from it but i definitely know what you're talking about it just it was like oh now we're we're already here wait they're chewing on his ribs and i'm thinking the average cook time for ribs (laughs) you know plus you know the regular meat now maybe they got a pressure cooker or something but preparing it the table was set up nice too i mean yeah i mean those naked servant girls must work really fast
0: Dude, let me tell you, there wasn't that wasn't the only scene. There was also a scene where there was like this uh, uh, strobe light where one room they're fighting off uh, this huge, angry German dude in a tutu. And then uh, the other in another opposing scene that's like intercut with it is the strobe light sequence with sex head, which is Mm -hmm. the girl from the the gas station trying to knife the, the one beard dude. And all of a sudden, um, Sherry Moon Zombie just appears in this scene (laughs) when she's actually in the other scene Mm -hmm. fighting off. And and it's just like these things where it it just felt like they were, he filmed a bunch of scenes and then had to figure out how to cut them together. Mm. (laughs)
2: Who, by the way, the girl who plays sex head uh voices a character in one of my uh, the video games I play. So <laughs> what's that? What's that? She voices Sprocket in Skylanders Superchargers. So <laughs> that's sex head for you. Oh, um, there we go. Little but, did we know that a child's game is is <laughs> voiced by deviants. D- d- voiced by deviants, apparently. But no, I yeah, you're right. It it, it was a bit disjoint. I mean I think we did see her, you know, they, they kind of finished off the bad guy and she went to go take care of sex head, uh, you know. But it, it it was indicative of the whole film, though, the way the editing was. You just kind of had to sit back and take the scenes and try not to figure out, you know, ask too many questions. Yeah, do not think. Yeah. You can't think too much watching this well, movie.
1: we watched it on... Uh Friday night, right? Friday or Saturday night? Yes, it was Definitely Friday hours.
0: night because Mr. Corey J. Udler got a hold of me during the day and said, Hey Derek, you oh, want yeah. you watching thirty one? I'm like, wait, is it out? He's yeah. like, Yeah, it's on digital. I'm like, Well, how much is it? 10 bucks. And I immediately texted back, "Fug that. I paid 10 bucks. And then of course, <laughs> later that night, I paid 10, 10 bucks. bucks. Yeah. As soon as the girls went to bed. Yeah. I paid did. 10 bucks and we, you know, I didn't feel that bad about it. I usually as a rule, don't spend that kind of money on a rental because I just don't, when I'm going to just buy the disc anyway, I might as well just wait and buy the disc I mean, I'm, I'll get my money's worth where $10 few, kind of feels like you're getting gypped for a stream. But because of the theater room we have, it's almost like going to the movie theater anyway. Yeah. So it, didn't, it doesn't feel that – I, I justify it by, well, we would have spent way more on that if we mm-hmm. hadn't seen it in the theater. Yeah. So it, that's, I, I suppose if you're thinking about it in that way, it's not that bad. But this movie will be coming out next month at the theater. They're actually going to wide release this.
2: Oh. Are they, well, it'll still or is be a limited release. It's going to be a limited release, I, I believe. Um, a lot of these, the way they go is some of them do show a short life on the uh, video on demand, and then they go to a limited release, limited markets um you know it's it's probably going to be in the big cities in wisconsin which means it'll probably hit two maybe three areas (laughs) Um, uh you may get it in appleton or in milwaukee and madison in that or maybe green bay but um they, they do that they've done that for a few other films as well not many but some of these release depends on you know the response on on the the video on demand stuff How that goes. They go, oh, there's been people renting it there. That must mean there's people, you know, not realizing that some films have a limited audience and that limited audience just watched it on video on demand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, hey, either way, they
0: make their money, you know? So, how I'm going to do these movies tonight, since how we have three movies and I I like to keep my shows to be only about an hour long, we're going to do, I'm going to have two things where I'm going to go, what was your favorite thing? about this movie? What was your least favorite thing about this movie? And finally would you recommend going to see this movie? Amanda what was your favorite thing about 31?
1: Well we we watched it in our basement. And I had come off of a particularly difficult couple of days. We had to put our dog down and she was seizing at home and it was really traumatic and horrible. And so I was exhausted, like emotionally and physically. And Derek's like, come on, come in the basement and watch this with me. I was like, oh, fine. That's how I, I sound. <laughs> I sound like, come on, play. watch 31, a move. And so I said, okay, fine. So I went in the basement and, I, and um, so my mind was like totally checked out. I was not anticipating what this was going to be. I just was taking it for what it was and as it came. So like some of the continuity things that you guys were complaining about doesn't bother me in the least because I – I didn't care. I wasn't paying that much attention to it just because of the state of mind I was in. Sure,
0: sure. So what was your favorite thing about it?
1: But my favorite part of it was that it was like a mix between a horror and a comedy. You didn't know if you're supposed to be laughing, but it's like quirky and stupid, but it's also really super violent and gory. And it's really um, the production value is really rich. Uh-huh. Aesthetic is really rich. Yeah. So I think that that's probably what I liked about it. That's cool. blend of humor and gore and darkness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent what I'm going to say as well. A hundred percent. It's, it's the fact that it's just kind of like this really brainless, fun, it's not highbrow art in any way, shape, or form. It's just, you know, you can complain that Rob Zombie's just retreading things that he's done in the past. But you know what? For for my buck, sometimes I just need a turn my brain off kind of movie. And 31 hit that. I I also liked the fact that it, it was funny mm-hmm. and it was violent mm-hmm. and I really didn't have to think too much. No. I mean, I only, I watched it twice. I watched it again the next night because yeah, we had the true. rental for 2 days. To,
1: yeah, I went to bed. Anyway, yeah,
0: actually. I watched it again and I enjoyed it just as much the mm-hmm. second time. So Mark, what was your favorite thing?
2: Oh, uh, my favorite thing was Yeah, it was yeah, it is mindless fun. Uh, you know, I I enjoyed the wild villains, which I kind of expected And, and thinking about it. He handled this just like the, not to be meta or too deep here, but if you go to a circus and you have the different attractions, you have a lot of those attractions, see the bearded lady, see the snake woman in these different tents. And this film is like that to where you're not getting the journey in between. You're just hopping from tent to tent and you, you know, just don't think too much about, you know, the wires or anything behind the scenes. Just look at it, go, Oh, that's funny. Or wow, that's really disturbing. Or that's funny and disturbing. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of like the, the energy of this film. It just felt like they were having fun. Like they came up with these ideas and he strung them together and Yeah, you just can't think about it too deeply, which he's a big visual guy and I'm big on visuals and you get a lot of interesting imagery in here, uh, especially when we're first introduced to the uh, uh, people who are involved in setting up 31, this big kind of cathedral type place. I mean, all of that, you know, great visuals, just don't think too hard and you'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, I, I just like the energy of it I like that it seemed like they were all just having fun
0: Yeah, production design is also another thing That was, for for a limited budget Because this was a Kickstarter film mm-hmm. um, Which he was really, you know Put to the fucking stakes about Because he's this, multi- well, who knows I don't know he's a multimillionaire. I don't know what he is But uh, he was really giving he's not shit a,
1: I'm telling you, he's not a hundred thousandaire I know okay. he's not a pauper
0: <laughs> by any means <laughs> But, but he was really giving shit because he did, this was a Kickstarter movie, but um, the production design was, is pretty crazy. Yeah. It's just like every inch of this movie is grimy and and like decked out to the T. So let's go ahead. What was the worst thing about this movie, Amanda?
1: Oh, you're going to laugh at me. The, and this is an issue that I strike with all of Rob Zombie's films, not just this one in particular, that he casts his wife as the leading role in all of his films. And... It, it's not that I'm jealous or I'm, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, let's be
0: honest. I said she was hot and you, your eyes... I rolled my up. eyes so oh, hard yeah. I
1: could have seen my own brain. Oh, yeah. I will give you that. Oh, yeah. But that's a conversation for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> that's obnoxious to, I, to me. To
0: which I immediately said, what, am I going to fuck her? I mean, no. is, I mean what, what's no, the problem? No, it's not
1: even about that. It's, mm-hmm. it's obnoxious to me that she is the typical hot chick that every dude wants to screw because she's edgy and she's skinny and she's got boobs. She doesn't have th- boobs? Well, you're right, she doesn't have boobs. Okay, i fine. She's edgy and she's yeah. skinny and her thighs don't touch, and she's willing to get naked. And it's Rob Zombie's wife. That's what's obnoxious to me about it. I don't think she's particularly suited to play all of these different roles in yeah. these films. Sure. I just don't think she rounds them out well enough. There's some scenes where I, in this film in particular, where I'm just like, ugh, give it up. This is obnoxious <laughs> to me. And I, so yeah, maybe I'm a little butthurt about it. Wow. <laughs> okay,
0: so Sherry Moon Zombie is a I think she's,
1: very nice she's probably a very nice woman and this is his this may decision. go on for a
0: while folks i'm just going no, to you. go ahead it's
1: his decision to cast her however he wants to but to me it says he's turning a blind eye to other people who could have potentially filled that role better and that's obnoxious to me
0: okay mark least favorite thing <laughs>
2: well just on a side note she talks about how she's willing to get naked uh sherry moon zombie did not get naked into this film uh it's it's like his first one where i don't think we get to see her bare butt uh so
0: i was was actually quite disappointed by
2: yeah i was gonna say in fact i was i was expecting it and then to come (laughs) to find you know she is not sans clothing for the entire film i was like rob what the hell man that's (laughs) You've See, got certain Mark, Rob Mark, Zombie tropes. you certain zo- Rob Zombie tropes. You must hit now because you have a style, and one of them is at least showing your wife's bare ass on screen for ten to fifteen seconds, <laughs> and it wasn't there. That aside, <laughs> <what> I, <didn't, laughs> I love you, Mark. I love you. <laughs> that aside, what I really didn't like about this film was the very, very, very ending. Just. The last before the credits start rolling. And the only reason I, I did, uh, I wish he would have handled it a different way because I think it would have handled the perspective I had on the film so much better. Yeah. I got, I, I knew it was, he was, she was going to live till the end, uh, you know, that the time was going to be called. Yes, we got spoilers here. What, what got me was when he comes back and he pulls out a knife and she has her fists. And I'm looking at this going, uh, this didn't work well the first time. Yeah. And you're exhausted
1: and you're beat up and you haven't eaten, you know.
2: I mean, usually when a film does that, they've got it set up at least in some way where you kind of believe, oh, shit's going to go down again. And the person who survived till now might actually survive this time. I'm like, Oh, so he came to actually just finish the job. Personally, I would have liked to see it end differently to where he comes back. He looks at her. She makes a fist. He just goes, he laughs and either walks away or tosses her one of the knives. Ooh, uh, that would have been good. What I I really had hoped was he would get there when he pulls both knives out. He tosses her one. She grabs it. And then they give the impression of mano y mano each with a knife.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he didn't strike me as someone who really oh, no. cared about that it, kind of
2: no, but I mean, it, it, I would have liked that because that would have added so much more to not only his character, but to the ending a bit. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, with this, I'm just like, oh, so, uh, you know, Caligula there sent the crazy guy to go kill her because she survived. Way to go, Caligula. And anyway, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta agree, you know. Uh while it's not my least favorite thing the ending the last I would say the whole last act of this movie where it is just um Cherry Moon Zombie and Doomhead Richard Blake it's a really poor ending it's it just uh, if there's anything that I would just skip past is literally the whole last act of this film it's just like it, there's it it's very unsatisfying on almost every level
1: I kept waiting somehow for an offer to be extended to her to become one of Well, the that's, what was, machines. that's what I
0: thought yeah. was that's what I thought was going to happen as because well. Because there's
1: a couple of scenes in the movie where she clearly Likes. enjoys killing these people. And of course it, it it's assumed it's because they're killing all her friends and going right, after right, her and right. stuff like that, but
2: that's implied, though it is implied too, and I was surprised it didn't because I was like, it felt kind of implied that whoever survives doesn't mm. really escape. They're right. they're either brainwashed or put back into the game as one of the heads, um, you know, and, and they're still forced to to play the game because even one of the uh, the sick folks, uh, you know, one of the killers, I think, makes mention or eludes yes. to that to where, you know, I don't think he was given a line of BS. I actually think it's it's true that, you know, they're they're there just as much as the victims. Mm-hmm. So I was I was kind of waiting for that as well to where, you know, she they broke her psychologically and suddenly she becomes, you know, you know, mm-hmm. sex sex head to electric boogaloo or something along <laughs> that line.
0: Right. Right. Well, that's what I thought as well. My main thing that I don't like about this movie is is something I stated before was that the editing is just far too loose. There's Mm -hmm. no reason this movie needs to be an hour and 43 minutes long. You know, it's it's to the detriment. I think a good fan edit that would rain this into about uh, 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. This movie would be hot. It would just be in your face. It would just be moving all the time. There would be lulls where there's these really awkward conversations that mean nothing. It would just be pure action, pure just like brainless fun. But there are lulls in this movie that just like, if you're not into it, man, you're going to just be sitting there going, oh, is this yeah. ever going to end?
1: Well, I, we had the privilege of watching it together. So we were making pot shots a little bit during those lulls and kind of cracking up through them and, and teasing a little bit. You know, right, during right. Them. But if you were watching it by yourself or in a group of people who weren't exactly into, into it. it or not, you know, don't want to be talking through movies and stuff like that. Damn! That'd yeah, be some it'd be rough. I
0: could see, I could see why people don't particularly like it. So let's go ahead. Would you recommend seeing this? People see this flick? Maybe? Oh yeah!
1: Even even with some of the things we talked about, and even at the length of an hour and forty five minutes, I say, grab some popcorn and get a couple of your weirdest friends over and watch it.
0: Awesome, Mark.
2: I would recommend it to people who are a fan of Rob's other films, and and those looking for. Those out there who are complaining so much, oh, horror's all the same, all of the same. You know, one thing you got, it, this is definitely different. It's got mm-hmm. similar tropes, but the way it's executed and presented, it's just so out there that if you're looking for something out there, and you like kind of the extreme type of horror violence, you can see this with the warning that, yes, there are a bit lulls where they try to do character development, which a film like this, once they start into the game, it should have just been bang, 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 bang. bang. Forget the emotions between characters. Do it one way or the other. Don't try to do both. And that's what we get. But yeah, I'd recommend it for those who like uh, kind of intense, gritty, slimy horror With you know that you don't have to think too much about, and the Rob Zombie movie fans,
0: I agree. I'm going to say recommend, but I'm I am going to put a caveat. If you're not a fan of Rob Zombie's films up until this point, you're not about to become one. This (laughs) this movie is of all of his movies probably, even though the production design is is really out there and pretty crazy it's probably the least sophisticated of the films that he's made so far and i think a lot of that has to do with budget and and some of the limitations he had making this movie um you can just see it it just feels like there was a lot of instances where he had only two people he could shoot with at a time and some of that kind of is to the detriment of the intensity of some of the stuff that happens because it doesn't feel as manic at times it, it kind of does feel like they can do whatever they want. And then they just happen to decide to walk into a crazy situation as opposed to feeling like the purge where they're constantly on edge all the time. So, I mean, if you're not a fan of any of his movies, skip it. You're not going to like this, but if you're looking for a really crazy ass time, I would watch it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was real fun. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next film, which is kind of in the middle of these three films. Uh, the one that I that I sort of liked and, and I sort of didn't like, Don't Breathe. It's me. I really fucked up. Yeah, that's her guy. Is he blind? It's really fucked up to have a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Really fucked up. Really? Guys. Money's probably in there.
1: Who's there? How many of you are there? Really? just me, man,
0: messed up real bad so amanda would you like to describe what don't breathe is
1: yes it's three kids who are assholes who break into a blind guy's house to rob and then you're you're supposed to be sympathetic with both of them somehow and then at most points you're supposed to hate them all anyhow the blind guy goes around hunting them with his super sniffer nose and then uh there's a couple of twists and one person two people survive
0: I'm trying to remember. Two people survive?
1: He does and she does.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the blank. Oh, that's that? right. Okay, yeah.
0: I guess we're... Right. Folks, if you're listening to this, you haven't watched any of these movies, we're spoiling the shit out of these motherfuckers tonight. Yeah, left so and right. So, left and right, we no cares, no fucks are given. Yeah. So, I... I would just come back to this episode if you these <laughs> Way to go, Amanda. No, oh, just no! <laughs> now that we're about a half hour, 40 minutes into the episode. Um, but but yeah, it's so dope. I didn't realize this was a that uh spoilers were a trigger. We should put out a trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning. Trigger warning for Amanda is Sherry Moon zombie. Trigger warning for Derek is spoilers, 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 spoilers. Um, yeah. So, so don't breathe. Um, We'll do just a general talk and then we'll go back into the, the, the recommend and not recommend. Maybe we'll just do that. We'll just give a general uh, thought. Mark, What did did you think uh, about Don't Breathe going in? I know I don't want to get too much into the fact that Fetty Alvarez's first film, Evil Dead, is one of the hugest steaming piles of garbage that has come out in the (laughs) horror movie community in a long fucking time. And if you haven't heard me almost every other episode complain that it is a horrible steaming pile of hot (laughs) trash, then I'm telling you again. Evil Dead remake is garbage, straight garbage, and so here we have the director of that movie making another film i 'm going to let Mark talk about it first before I get into don 't breathe mark what did you uh, what did you think
2: in general about don 't breathe uh, what did i think um, i i en- for a wide release horror i I did enjoy it I enjoyed parts of it I did not enjoy it as much as. I had hoped I would, but that's because it has a problem that, uh, for me, it's the same reason why I didn't like Hostel. And I know people like Hostel, and we'll get to it later, and I understand I'm in the minority, but part of the reason I didn't care for Blair Witch Project, the first one, the Blair Witch Project, was because I always look for at least someone I can kind of, attached either attached to a root for whatever I I kind of like that I find at least a little bit of redeeming whatever and with this film it didn't have it. i are they, all assholes. They they tried to do it with her kind of by showing her girl, but I didn't feel it you all. Mean, That's you mean the lead the lead female character the, the lead female character. I didn't feel it. I I still didn't. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy into the sympathy and I, maybe it was because they're supposed to be seasoned Roberts. This is another horror film where you can't think too hard because if you start to ask just a few questions, it really starts to fall apart. And I know a lot of people who enjoyed it. And like I said, I enjoyed I think that. That's I, the theme of the night, Mark. I think that's the theme
1: of the night. how <laughs> these three films bind I, together.
2: Now I did dig it. I gave it a positive review because I did, I did have fun with it though. I think for some of the other wide release horror we've gotten, it's, it's a bit in the weaker market. I still had fun in parts, but the mistake they made for me was I didn't care about anyone. Um, and these robbers make the stupidest Scooby-Doo mistakes in that. I understand you, you, you guys are veterans at robbing houses, apparently, and you know, he's blind, which if he thought just for half a beat, he's going to be sensitive in some of his other senses.
0: Okay, Mark, let's, let's be honest here. And this was a conversation I had with Amanda earlier tonight. Can we as film viewers get past daredevil when you're deaf, when you're blind, that doesn't make you a superhuman no. hero. You no, are not I, daredevil. You don't have super
2: sensory powers. I, I wasn't just- saying he did.
0: But <laughs> down, I'm, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. <laughs> you're triggered. <laughs>
2: what, what I was saying though, is that they, 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 they bust his window which makes enough noise and okay that's fine he had the tv on but it was still kind of quiet fine i, I the point is though these guys bust the window regardless of whether or not he's deaf which <laughs> he, there's a person in the house okay and then they take their shoes off later to not make noise and i'm like you're <laughs> I'm like, you already busted the fucking window. And <laughs> yeah, what does you're, this stuff, matter you're stepping <laughs> on glass. What do you care? Get in, grab the shit and get out. Don't sit there and freaking, oh, now we're going to take our shoes off. and pussy
1: foot and, around. Oh,
2: Pussyfoot around, you know. And then then the guy, the, 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 again, these are veteran robbers. He finds blind man in his room. He sets off his, his makeshift. Coriform bomb chloroform bomb which i'm like okay that that you know these guys have thought ahead but he doesn't think ahead enough to make sure the dude is fucking out before he leaves the room no we're just gonna sit there and oh yeah it worked What the?
1: also what inner city kid in detroit has access to chloroform this is a 1920
2: (laughs) but but you know, there were parts I, I I dug though. I mean, I dug the fact that he was blind and and he was you know pretty badass, the the blind guy. And I was just getting into his character, and then we get this other reveal, which I'm like sitting there going, "Wait, she's been down that basement for?" Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let uh, before we get too far down this rabbit Sorry, hole here, Mark. You
2: you, you ask you asked though. I mean, there's parts that I really dug. And then they would do something completely stupid that I just went, why'd you do that? Mark, you
0: and I are on the same page with this one. My thoughts on, on don't breathe is that when I saw the original, the trailer and it'd been playing for a few months prior to this, um, it looked like roundies and roundies is like generic like bootleg green room it looked like you know this bottle horror film that seems to be in vogue now where it's just like people in uh, a situation that they can't get out of and they have to try and figure out how they're going to do it and it's super you know in your face and violent and anyone can die at any moment and the trailer didn't hit me in particular cuz i thought the the whole setup was kind of dumb. And this movie in fits and spurts is really awesome. I mm-hmm. think there are parts of this mm-hmm. movie where the tension, the editing, the visuals mm-hmm. are awesome. I think there the Fetty Alvarez um I think the team he has around him right now, visually and editorially get it. Story wise and logic-wise, because this was this movie tried to play. This isn't some fantasy. This is trying to be reality. So you have to kind of judge it from like, does any of this really make sense? With this, any of this, this movie was so fucking stupid at parts <laughs> that it literally completely wiped away yeah. any good parts that had happened. Like, I would be like like white knuckling it at some of it because the editing at some points were just like so okay. on point. And so like, Oh man, that was really intense. And then something so stupid would happen that I would just be like, Oh, and I kept looking at Amanda going, Jesus fucking Christ. This movie wants me to hate it. So bad. <laughs> so bad. And it's too bad. Cause it's a gorgeous movie. It Mm -hmm. is so, like, the craft Mm -hmm. of the movie is great. The characters suck. Uh, The logic sucks. The story sucks. Let's go ahead and go around the the horn here. Amanda, if there's anything you would say you would recommend that you liked about this movie, what was it? Oh, fudge.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, but like you said, there there is a couple of scenes that I really liked, and I actually commented to Derek as we were leaving the theater. There is a um, a night vision scene which I don't typically particularly care for in film, but it's done in a very it's different done way. Done in a really different way, and it's really good. I really liked it. That was a very tension filled few minutes for mm-hmm. me, and there's a couple of things that I thought were really neat in it, and it was like okay, I. I didn't necessarily see that coming or I liked the way that that was filmed or I liked the, the spit, like, okay, I've seen enough horror movies in my life or enough thriller movies in my life to see somebody get shot in the head. But the way they did this, the editing of it and, uh, you know, one of the characters gets killed in this fashion was really great, so I really like that. But again, there's so many.
0: All right, issues. all right. Let's let's save let's save the our the, issues part. your issues for for what you didn't like. Okay, okay, Mark, what what did you like most about this movie?
2: I did like the scenes in in, in sections of it. I liked particularly the first time we have the uh, blind guy downstairs, mm-hmm. and 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 they realize the chloroform bomb didn't work. That, that whole section there, plus the part with her in the closet and the safe, I thought were just wow i i mean i was like this is awesome but yeah then then the characters would do something so but i I like the sections of it i like the setup the the yeah visually it's it's fantastic the way it's shot uh you know i personally didn't care for the night vision seat i i give pluses though because what i think is they actually must have shot that in the dark or really really low light because the way they shoot it you can see the you know they seem to be legitimately stumbling around <laughs> uh, in the basement. So, you know, th- yeah, there's. You mean the labyrinth?
1: Yeah. The labyrinth, <laughs> yeah,
2: of, of his basement. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's sections that I really liked that you saw that you could see the concept coming through. It was just, I almost think it could have been better as a short film. But
0: yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think I already kind of stated what I thought was great about this movie. It was the, it was the craft of the film. The craft of the film was really superb. Uh, what I didn't like about the movie, and I'll start this off this movie is great when people aren't talking. The <laughs> moment people talk, mm-hmm. this movie is a steaming pile of dog turds, it's garbage. Mm-hmm and that 's my problem is that the script is just garbage, and the things that these characters do so dumb so 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 dumb, <laughs> I just could not get over it and it took me out of the movie, and I mean, without nitpicking the entire thing, there was just such leaps in logic this this house in inner city or in in like a the ghost town slums of Detroit, that's little like ghetto house, has this huge labyrinth basement, like that just kept going on and on. And it's just like, none of this makes any sense. This is, I mean, it's tense. That's where, you know, like in 31, where I said, let's, let's turn our brains off and let's just have fun. I couldn't do that with this. This isn't a surreal type of movie. And at times the leaps in logic were, were just so vast that I think it kind of wanted to be like, it didn't make any sense to me. So it was, it was, it had to be the script for me was just really poor Amanda.
1: Well, and at least in 31, it's staged at a factory. So there is a virtually an infinite amount of space for these different areas and for you to get lost. And it's, Staged in a huge compound, mm-hmm. right? Right. But this is just supposed to be in like this your, tiny house, your average house in the middle of nowhere. So what I didn't like about it, and Mark, it goes back to what you were saying. There's, there's supposed, to, not there's not supposed to be, but there's usually an underdog that you can root for, or somebody that you can be empathetic to. All of these people were assholes,
0: scumbags,
1: just dicks. The one kid. That you're you really are just supposed to feel bad for. He's not gonna leave on bounce on Detroit because he's gonna stick around for his dad. It's fucking his dad the whole time. He's ripping his dad off the whole time. That's how they're robbing these houses. He's betraying his father and ripping him off. And there's just these like either they're trying to play off that the the cops in Detroit are the biggest dopes on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Or they just haven't come to this conclusion yet. But there's a couple of quick questions that could have been asked that they could have pointed right to these kids. And it just that kind of thing was frustrating to me. Nobody realizes that this girl is missing. I mean, which is one of the big turns in the movie where all of a sudden you can no longer be empathetic to the blind guy. There's, there's- just too many too many of these flip flops, uh, like the sympathy—it's the,
0: the sympathy nods in this movie that just really weren't either, necessary. Yeah, either they play weren't. it
1: off that they're all a bunch of assholes, and you get to choose who you want to root for in the jerks, and figure out for yourself who you feel is the most justified to be a jerk. Either do that or create a genuine character,
0: uh, but no, they don't. No, they don't. my my mark, recommendation is make
1: them all jerks and keep them. Jerks.
0: No, don't have any of them talk this movie was so good when people weren't talking
2: mark um for me probably the worst thing was where derek was talking where you mentioned it was the script and in in the character you know how they were written i mean the the film after i got done it felt like it 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 thought it was being smarter and more original than it really mm-hmm. was. Yeah. You know, I mean personally, the whole twist with with the daughter and the 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 girl and the basement, you could if you cut that part out,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I love this movie. Yes. But by them having that down there, it it didn't make much sense. One, because of time frame of how long she was down and no one. This guy, you know, you're right about the cops, Derek. He he wouldn't have been suspect number one. Right. (laughs) You know, uh, Amanda, too, you mentioned the cops. It's like he's not suspect number one when this girl goes missing, who's supposed to be this kind of higher society, you know, that, you know richer from a richer family type of thing and but mark how would
0: they have found her there's a labyrinth underneath his house (laughs) yeah yeah, i
1: i in the middle
2: (laughs) with a minotaur to it but so for me it was the big holes and where it thought it was being different or being creative or going oh oh you know i didn't want that from this film because It is based more on reality. And I was so hoping to get attached. Even if he is, you know, kind of the guy going after these these thieves who are just trying to escape and he's still pursuing them. You know, then he becomes kind of the villain you root for, even even though he's not because the kids are assholes. So yeah, it it's one of those things where I think the film comes off this story as trying to be like really original and fresh and oh, oh, just what you thought this is when, if it didn't do that, I think I would enjoy it. Many people would enjoy it a lot more.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, oh that reminds I me. I have to go wash my turkey baster.
0: Uh, oh, we're not going to get into the turkey baster. In this one. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's part. right. It, it's it's that whole twist is just, it, it, it it's really unnecessary. Yeah. So without going on too much more about, about this flick, recommend or not Amanda.
1: I wanted to like this movie so bad. I was so excited to see it. It's a pass for me.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mark. Uh, Kind of like my review. I recommend it more for a um, uh, early show. If the people are, if it's still playing, maybe an early show or wait for rental, you know, you may be disappointed if you do the full, full price matinee, but if you're looking to see a horror at the widescreen, visually, you know, it, there's some really great visuals going on in this film, like a swooping shot near the beginning when they're just getting into the house, which I thought it was kind of cool. Um, But yeah, early, early price or just wait for rental uh, because yeah, that you'll otherwise feel like you might have uh, been disappointed with a full price admission. A lot of people
0: actually like this flick in uh, the horror circles and I'm really surprised um, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being very overtly critical. This is a straight up streamer. Like if you're going to watch this, just watch it on Netflix stream. It'll eventually live there. It, it, it is just a very, very disappointing movie to me. And uh, one more thing I, I know in these last few episodes, I've been kind of giving away things that I, that I really love in movies like shitty dummies and <laughs> uh, and things of this nature, one thing I absolutely hate in movies is when a movie starts with an image that is almost the
2: end of the movie oh. and don't breathe. Does it A oh, badly CG image too? I don't know why they yeah. felt, no, felt yeah. the need to do a CG overlay to lighten up her face oh, because terrible. in case the audience didn't realize later on in the film who that was, I I really wish they hadn't done that because it nope. didn't fit with the drone shot. I love the drone shot. And then as we got in, I'm like, wait, did they just CGI light in that character's head? I'm like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. So I honestly, I will never watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. This is 0 for 2 for me with Fetty Alvarez. And it's it's too bad because even in The Evil Dead, that was also a gorgeous movie. This is just, the craft is there story is just hot trash hot trash so anyways I would say pass on this movie and if you're going to watch it wait for the stream because that's where it'll wind up so let's move on to the last movie tonight, the night and which if you haven't guessed is the movie I like the least of all of these <laughs> movies let's go ahead and let's talk about Blair Witch what is that the guy who uploaded this video said it was from a tape he found in the Black Hills woods. I think that might be my sister. You really
2: think your sister could still be out there after all these years?
0: If there is any chance that I could find out what happened to her,
2: I need to try. Legend said there's been a curse on these woods.
0: Do you believe in the stories about the Blair Witch? Why don't you
2: give a synopsis,
0: a quick roundup of what is Blair Witch?
2: Um, a sequel that was 15 years too late. But no, um, it was. Yeah. It's, it's a story about the brother of Heather from the Blair Witch Project who has been searching for her for a very long time. And he runs across a video online from some blogger and he thinks it's his sister in the image so he decides to go to burkittsville and to the woods where his sister uh disappeared and her film crew from the blair witch project and go searching to see if his sister is still alive and just being held by the blair witch and we see how ooga, ooga. ooga booga and yeah that's that's about it he goes into the woods and creepy shit happens at the last 10 minutes of the film
0: Blair Blair Witch is literally a by the numbers Blair Witch retread that we have now seen since 1999 a million fucking times I have never sat in a theater and more passively watched a movie in my entire life I have never sat in a theater and not given one fuck to take out my phone and start texting or look at my phone the way I did with this movie.
1: And I actually thought at one point that you were going to ask me if I wanted to leave. I mean, I had checked out and I thought, wow.
0: <laughs> well, no, I had to see what, what they were going to do with the last, because you knew eventually you had to slug through this, this, this really part. horrible by the numbers freaking retread of Blair Witch I mean we literally have ever since that original movie which I know Mark isn't a huge fan of but I've always been a big fan of it because Me I too. don't think it's about it's not about a witch it's about paranoia and it's about people that turn on each other when they get so stressed out and lost that they they lose their fucking minds in this movie doesn't get that at all it doesn't understand that at all the characters are fucking shit in this movie and it's edited so like it is so constant the editing is just like and the cameras because now everyone has a camera on their ear which by the way that wasn't a, a a camera that was a bluetooth headset wasn't even a camera. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. Um, oh, you want me to really go off? I'll go off about the video in this and in the 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 whole idea of the different videos. Oh goddamn! If you thought I really went off on the ghost dimension, yeah. holy shit, Blair Witch! I could fucking just like go off for an hour about how ludicrous the fucking video aspects of this movie are. Anyways, this. I don't want to get too far without us just going doing a round table. This movie fucking sucked. This movie <laughs> sucked so fucking bad. It such was such a fart. It was literally a fart in the wind. It was the best I'm going to I'm going to start off with the best part of this movie. What? Best part of this movie was halfway through the movie one character gets crushed by a a tree and amanda cracks a joke about she she literally looks at me nudges me and goes death by conifer (laughs) Best part of the movie and it wasn't in the movie it was amanda cracking wise on the movie
1: i'm stuck under this conifer
0: That's part of the whole fucking movie, Amanda. <laughs> uh,
1: wait, I have to give my best part or just my general. What's, what's thoughts? the thing you
0: liked? What's the thing you liked most about? The, we'll do okay. general thoughts at the end because I kind of went off on a tirade. There. Okay, so my
1: I actually said to Derek there were three things that I found interesting and/or liked about this movie, and and. Two of them are just happen to tap into personal fears of mine and things that I don't like. One thing that I just thought was kind of interesting and I did not expect to happen was when they had the Blair Witch um, symbol on the twigs and the one girl is like freaking out because some of her hair is in it somehow and the other girl smashes it because she gets all bent out of shape. Which happened and in
0: the original movie.
1: Yeah, but it didn't. She didn't nobody
0: got snapped, but the, the whole hair in in these artifacts being involved and, in these artifacts. Yeah, right, yeah. but in
1: this movie, when she breaks it, it acts as a voodoo doll to the to the girl whose hair is in it, and she's it's snapped in half, and it shows her kind of crumpled in a pile on the ground, dying. I thought, okay, well, I wasn't really expecting that? So that was okay. That just caught me off guard, and then the the two things that tap into very personal fears of mine, which in this setting didn't scare me, but I could understand where they were going. And so I liked it. I am at 33 years old, absolutely petrified of the dark. It's I to this day have a nightlight that stays on 24 hours a day and in fact, the other day it was storming out really bad and Derek came home sooner than I thought and he caught me walking around the house with a headlamp on because I was scared the power was going to go out and then I had a flashlight on my forehead. <laughs> but anyway, I'm petrified in the dark and I like the idea that when they were kind of in the throes of this um, activity – it was dark constantly and it, the, the sun didn't come up anymore. And so I like that because that taps into a very personal fear of mine. The second thing that really scares the shit out of me is the sound of the wind whipping around our house in winter and that's something that scared me ever since I was a little kid and in Wisconsin in winter that can get really loud and and it howls especially
0: by Lake Michigan where yes where we live
1: it howls and it scares the living hell out of me and um and in winter in Wisconsin it's it's fairly bright out all night long even there's a lot of light reflection off the snow and so it's 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 just very creepy and it makes me uncomfortable and makes me very uneasy and edgy and in this movie there is a lot of background noise um that goes on it would have been a little bit more effective to me if they softened it some instead of it being so a little overbearing at times but there's a lot of as i guess i would describe like the sound of the woods breathing Um, because you can hear that at our house, we have woods that surrounds our house and you hear animals walking through the woods and you hear wind moving through the woods and you hear rustling and you hear trees creaking and groaning. And so there was a lot of that. And that was, that, that inherently is just very frightening Mm -hmm. to me. Mm. And so those were some things that I liked. Okay.
2: Mark. Well, I I agree that it's, it's beat for beat. I, 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 Just want to dive in real real quick before I I mention what uh, I enjoyed about the film, uh, the parts I did, is I personally think that they were going to make a remake of the Blair Witch Project, and when even the slight rumor that that was spread about got wind and they saw the response which was really some serious intense response from a lot of the people who were a fan of the original going no that they suddenly i think tailored this just slightly so that it was a sequel rather than a remake because it really felt like a just a remake yes it it absolutely Mm -hmm. does It, it feels like a film that and that's why it was a surprise and it suddenly popped out of nowhere is because I think it kept it under wraps because they weren't quite sure how they were going to release this film because movie studios do start to listen to the internet, unfortunately. But uh, that aside, what I really enjoyed and what I wish we would have followed more was the vlogger and his girlfriend, <laughs> the people we don't follow much at all. Yeah. I, I, I dug the guy and his girlfriend. I wanted to see what was happening to them because I gave two shits about the main crew because all of them, I'm like sitting here going, Oh my God. And then they even rehashed the one line when they come back to the same camp. Yeah. like, yeah, but I re- for some reason, because those characters were the way they were, I dug the vlogger guy and his girlfriend. I'm like, they they were just kind of creepy and odd enough to where I'm like, Okay, I could I could get behind these people, and suddenly you know they they leave for a good chunk of the film, and suddenly they come back and they're just all beat the shit. They're Dude, just- wouldn't it have been more
0: interesting <laughs> if, if the whole movie would have been them, it, it, like they're insane people? trying to just fuck with these people. Like, oh yeah, like they were literally people that had lured this crew in under false pretenses and they were just systematically offing. You know, it was more of a psychological thing that would have played more like the first two movies. Because that's kind of what the first two Blair Witches were, were mind fucks. They yeah. weren't about an actual spiritual, like supernatural thing going on. They were about people that are just fucking crazy that attribute some supernatural, like things that can't explain happening to them on like a witch. When In reality, it's just their own like minds making up all this crazy shit where this one, it is just so in your face. That, and I think a lot of it probably had to do with, you know, over the years, everybody complained, well, there's no witch. You don't see no fucking witch in this movie. What a fucking ripoff. It's just a dude standing in a corner. And it's just like, that's not the point. That's not the, the point. Of that's not point of what makes that such a great movie. And that's like the focal point of this movie. Mm-hmm. And what? it is literally a beat for beat retread. I think it would have been so interesting if they would have done something different. Something different. It made me think that, and I've always n- disliked part two, because I just think it's just like, it, it, unfortunately, it was taken away from Behringer completely. So, I mean, we'll never know what the original cut of that movie was like, but what, it, what we saw is just a pile of steaming garbage. I know you're going to hear me that say that a lot yes. tonight, but it's true. So I think, Mark, don't you, don't you think it would have been so much more interesting if they would have, like, followed those two weirdos instead of us having to, like,
2: go through the motions of the same movie mm-hmm. we've seen 500 million times? Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I wanted them to – and that's why I liked those characters. I liked those characters because they were odd and they were different. And you kind of thought – maybe they are fucking with these people and that would be so cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I was hoping they'd go that route. So I enjoyed that. And, you know, uh, I, there were... That and then like the last five, 10 minutes, I kind of enjoyed where it was suddenly completely dark, you know, in the world. And then I'm like, okay, this is what they probably were trying to, wanted to maybe do in the first one. I don't know. But to me... This goes right along the lines with studios really need to stop doing this. I know it's a franchise name and they're trying to cash in, but it's the same way with Sin City. Sin City was a sequel that was way too late in the making because by the time the first Sin City was done, there were so many people who had duplicated it and done it in that style that when the second Sin City came out, it was like, oh, uh, we've seen this before. Same thing here with the Blair Witch. Had this come out maybe a year or two after, I I know they wanted to try to do it real time, but had it done after, I think it would have been, you know, I, I maybe you enjoyed it more, but found footage has been done so much. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, you guys are hitting the beat for beat exact trope of every found footage film that has come out since the original Blair Witch
0: project. It, all, it, it was just as bad as all the carbon copy copycats.
1: It pissed me off that they wound back up to the same campsite.
0: And to have oh, and it, to have so have it be directed by and written by two dudes that I genuinely think are talented
2: individuals.
0: It's just like, this well, is... The epitome of cashing it in,
2: well, and then and, and I haven't done my full review yet i'm I'm still recording it for the final cut, but I give my thoughts here that there was so many missed opportunities to do something new and actually Mm -hmm. groundbreaking and i think those quotes that they put in the trailer no no offense to the people who they got them from i think part of the excitement of being the first people to see this movie that came out of nowhere may have been part of it because i'm sitting here going this is not the most exciting film of the decade uh, or you know <laughs> you know or the most scariest film or whatever the quotes were i mean they were like absolute like oh my god this was like you know the seas have parted and and we've got a whole new thing and there were so many there were so many spots where i was like go this way go this way no no turn left no turn and it didn't it followed the exact same beat especially when they got to the camp and he drops the exact same line the guy did from the first one and then they hit the house at the exact minute mark that they hit the house in the first one i'm like okay let's do something different but then we get a glimpse of the blair witch for it goes the same way with what they did with the Evil Dead remake. For some reason, they feel we need to feel see a physical representation of something in order to get it when you don't. That's part of what makes it scary is when you don't have a form. But to have the thing look like a Strider from the Dark Crystal.
0: Yes. You know? Well, Mark, let's be honest. They actually, in, in like some of the viral stuff and pictures and some of the video games, they had already given that shape away. I mean, yeah. we've seen that representation of the Blair Witch in other media long ago. So, I mean, it wasn't like a shocker to me because I've seen they've I've seen something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, had, it was, it, so we didn't really. Uh, I agree with you totally. <laughs>
2: but, but you don't need to see it. It's the same as what happened with the Evil Dead remake when they had to give some physical representation to, to the thing evil. in the woods. To the thing in the woods rather than having the thing in the woods be mysterious. Same thing here we get the f- Blair Witch of like, okay, fine, they they missed the opportunity of keeping it, you know, a little more psychological. Then the, the one opportunity, yes, we're spoiling the hell out of this. I don't care because you shouldn't really anyway. Uh, you shouldn't should, watch it, they <laughs> just say it, Mark. Suddenly, we find out somehow the the brother knows that you're not supposed to look at the Blair Witch directly or you're going to die right away. I'm like, okay, that's why they're standing in the corner. Okay, fine. And they're both standing in the corner. And this is just as they ran upstairs. And you see that the video that they're shooting while they're running upstairs. is the exact video that was on YouTube, hence the loop because we got the same tree outside where the tape was found. So mm-hmm. we've got this time, weird time thing going on. I'm like, okay, I, I'm digging weird time thing. Fine. When the dude standing in the corner, he said, Sarah goes, I apologize. This is all my fault. And what I wanted the next dialogue to be was, I brought you all here to sacrifice to the Blair Witch because she would free my sister if I did that. <laughs> I wanted that line. I wanted that line because that would have made it so much better just to have a fact that he because he had joined looking for his sister after they disappeared after the Blair Witch Project. I so wanted that. And he said he did. I'm like, oh, there was such an opportunity to have this at least, you know, have a little bit of a little more reasoning why the tape showed up and everything, but it didn't. It, 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 it hit the beat for beat. And even in the end, my God, they had to end it the exact same way. I'm like, but this time we don't get baby in the corner. I mean, in the first one, you know, the girl freaks out in the house. She runs down the stairs. She sees a guy pissing in the corner, slips and falls in this one. She does. She just gets scared and drops her camera. I'm like, yeah, yeah, there was potential here, and they didn't do something new. It was carbon copy, exact beat that not only they did in Blair Witch Project, but every found footage film of this nature since. You no, know.
0: we've still, we still are seeing it. I mean, shit. Amanda and I, halfway through the movie, I looked at her and said, Man. I don't this movie almost makes me want to watch Willow Creek again oh, God. which 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 uh, if you don't know is a steaming pile of fucking dog shit. Don't watch Willow Creek. What a terrible fucking waste of time that movie is. So but fair. it's the same thing. It's literally we've seen this movie a million times now. So to to keep going on and on about it is just it's yeah, really pointless because there's nothing to talk about. As I said before, I don't recommend anybody going to see this. You've seen it a million fucking times already. And to to know that the dudes that made your next made this is so disappointing. It's so, it's just like, I, I hope that, you know, they, they made some money. You know, I hope that this was their chance. You know, they, they, they got to make a big movie and that they'll get to make something interesting next. Because this is as phoned in as it gets. I just, I could not stand this movie. I checked out about halfway through this movie, I was out. I was mm-hmm. so out of this movie. The characters all sucked. The story <laughs> was something we had seen a million times. And the the editing and visual style was so annoying that I just... Let's uh, let, before uh, before I go on, to you guys. Let's let's just throw this out there quick. Did we need a character who cut her foot and then every time she went to walk sounded like her whole ankle was breaking the entire <laughs> fucking movie? No, we did not. Jesus Christ! Every time she walked, <laughs> oh, my god, oh my god, just like oh fuck, this movie's annoying as shit. Okay, Amanda, would you recommend anyone seeing this piece of shit?
1: If they want to take a nap.
0: Okay, Mark.
2: Sorry. Uh, my machine for a minute decided that w- I was done talking about the Blair Witch uh,
0: it was the Blair Witch she's, she's was really sick Witch. of us trash talking her new yeah. movie Mark would you recommend anyone seeing this flick uh,
2: and, and I, maybe the fans of the original who are looking to maybe relive the film on the big screen I'm not sure I, I, I think Maybe fans of the original may enjoy it, but otherwise if if you aren't a fan of the original i I would steer clear. I wasn't a fan of the original and but I didn't hate the original either it you know as I mentioned before it just I had issues with it, but it's just kind of there for me, and this film is definitely just there for me. It added nothing new it it spouted the exact same lines. I mean, this is like Crow City of Angels for Blair Witch. It, it was like just so beat for beat for me that I was like, I, I can only recommend it maybe to the fans of Blair Witch Project to see it because it is so similar. They may dig it, but for the regular horror fans or someone, go see, if it's still playing, go see Lights Out. That's <laughs> all I could say. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I saw uh, one thing that I said to Derek on the way who, home, too, that it really, to me, was super distracting in this whole movie was how loud it was.
0: It was jump scare the movie. It was
1: jump scares all over there the place. There was no which tension. I don't necessarily hate, but yes, there's no tension. And for me, a lot of the tension was lost because it was so loud.
0: Uh, all it was was just one when...
1: static and trees breaking really loudly, and this and that and the other. And every like, character jumped uh, in from uh, the side yes. of the
0: frame into the middle of the frame with a loud, it uh, was, it was yeah. nothing but jump scare after mm-hmm. jump scare after jump scare. Give me something And dude. nothing worked about what it. What
1: scared me so badly about the first one is that it is, you could hear a pin drop. You, it was quiet. There the was no score. One. There's a right. score
0: to this movie.
1: That sucked. I hated it. I hated it. Every, every fucking second
0: of it. <laughs> we got her. You should have seen the look on her face when she said that. <sighs> I hated it. Oh, you I hate being make such make a. Make me spit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like being like this on my I show. I, I, I hate it. It's just. It's. oh It's way too fucking bad. It just, you know, I was looking forward to this one. I like the original Blair Witch Project. I really do. So love it. We no longer need this kind of movie. Same as I feel about slasher movies, we don't need slasher movies anymore either. These are two things that have been played out so much that I really think it's time to let the good movies be there and keep them in history And let's move on to something new because this is just, it's done. I don't see who would find this appealing at all anymore. We complain when we see Retra, when we see other movies do this. Why are we okay with it being a Blair Witch sequel doing the exact same thing again? I don't know. I couldn't dis approve of this movie anymore (laughs) i don't i don't want to say this is the worst thing i've seen all year but it's pretty damn near close it's It's pretty damn i still think paranormal activities the ghost dimension is maybe the worst movie i saw this year
2: see and i haven't seen seen that but for me the darkness is the worst film i've seen this year with mr kevin bacon that 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 one was that was rough. This one, I think I it didn't hit me as much because I was indifferent uh, to it. I just it frustrated me to see the potential of them not doing something new because there is people trying something new occasionally with found footage. In fact, I did a list uh, last week on my Horror Thursdays about it of some of the found footage films I actually enjoy and will revisit once in a while. Uh, Blair Witch isn't actually on that list, Uh, but I can understand the appeal. But there's some that do creativity, and this one, to, to use this name and do the exact same thing, I think maybe does a disservice to some of those out there. But again, I recommend it to those who... Are fans of it because they may be the only ones who even uh, remotely kind of enjoy
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you know what's you know what's really funny, Mark. You said the darkness was your your least mm-hmm. favorite movie of the year. Yeah, you know who directed that movie? Hmm. Greg McLean, the guy who made Wolf Creek. Oh. <laughs> Well, there you go. (laughs) Unbelievable. Another director that I think is so insanely talented. I love the Wolf Creek movies. I loved his, what was his uh,
2: alligator movie? Oh yeah, uh was it Zombie Croc? Rogue. Rogue. No, rogue. I'm sorry. Sorry, Rogue. Wrong. wrong. I, liked too many. Rogue.
0: I liked Rogue. Rogue. Same with the guys that made this yep. Blair Witch, man. It just it's sad. It's yeah. it's really too bad. Amanda, what were you gonna say? Mark,
1: I think the reason why I have so much disdain for this movie is the exact opposite why you're indifferent to it. You were indifferent to the first one, and so I think you don't necessarily have any kind of uh, investment in Mm -hmm. this remake or in this sequel and I had the first one scared the snot out of me so badly Derek and I were just talking about the first one while sitting around a campfire and it scared (laughs) me (laughs) it scared me so badly and so I, I just was really hoping that this would recapture that a this little would part do of that, or something. That it would do
0: something interesting with the people that were involved with yes, it, and it. That just they would, didn't. that they would take the framework and go somewhere else with it. Oh. And unfortunately, instead, it it literally is. It's kind of like, um, how did we put this? You know how you remember how people were trying to, and I think you may have said this a little bit, Mark the movie man. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put screws the it to your hands on this or anything like that, but how people were saying the evil dead remake was a quote, unquote sequel and not a remake bullshit. It was a remake where, <laughs> which is a remake, even though there's references to the original movie and it, the, the, the premise, you know, is supposed to be a continuation. It is literally a remake that was redressed as a sequel. And mm-hmm. if you're okay with that, I guess go watch it, but I couldn't, this this is down at the bottom of the movies yeah. of this year. So. I'll never
1: watch it again.
0: No, no. hot <laughs> hot trash. That's what this movie is. Maybe that me- needs to be the new um, rating Six, scale. Seven. Is is this uh, is this pussy good or is this hot I'm trash? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's an old junk food dinner. Uh, saying that one of their callers used to call it and say and say yeah it's pussy good,
1: so is it pussy
0: good or is it hot trash? Hot trash. This is hot trash.
1: You won't even be
0: able to get me to say the good. One. Oh, say pussy good. Come no. on, come on, Amanda, you no. can do it. Say good. Say good.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, say pussy.
1: No, I, I hate that word. Pussy. Just like I hate the word. Titty. I feel comfortable in <laughs> <even> saying it. <laughs> because when I think of the other T-word, all I see in my mind's eye is some crusty old dude touching his <laughs> dong in a parking lot looking at looking at lot lizards
0: while they walk cats. <laughs> what, about, what about cats? What, a, what about uh putty cats? Oh, oh, putty cats. cats.
1: No, <laughs> shut Come up. On. You're not gonna. Tease me into
0: it! Oh, come on! No. All right. Well, let's just let's just say I we talked about these movies in the, in the order that I thought they were they were best, and <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. I hope you guys got something out of this because I don't do a lot of these ranty shows. But I was provoked tonight. (laughs) I was downright fucking provoked tonight by this damn Blair Witch bullshit. So um, hopefully you got something out of this. And if you listen to it and haven't seen these movies, I hope I dissuade you from giving a a single red (laughs) cent to this Blair Witch movie because it's just just hot trash. So anyways, let's go ahead and let's finish this out uh, because you guys are going to get the double dose of the Astro Radio Z this week because we're going to be recording the Polyester episode. And the next day. Um, so look forward to that, since how that's the only constant staple of Astro Radio Z you get to look forward to. But Mark the Movie Man, where can my listeners find you?
2: SpecialmarkProductions.com. You can go from there, and I got links to my other stuff like my YouTube channel, the Spoiler Room podcast, which uh, Derek is occasionally on. In fact, uh, we finished up an episode recently on a film that was far more interesting than probably any of the three films we talked about tonight. (laughs) That's for damn sure. Called The Thingy uh so that was a great episode so check out the spoiler room there that turned out really well and yeah you can find me there we live entertainment i actually do written reviews occasionally along with the video segments for horror thursday you can find me there every thursday but i actually do written reviews and i just finished one for plank face which is scott Shermer's new one uh that written review is up And now you can even find me on Galactic Netcast. Uh, They've got a Galactic Radio podcast. And I do the Movie Man's Movie Minute, which I know it's a surprise. Hold on to your hats, folks, where I review movies in a minute or uh, about a minute, minute and a half at most from start to finish. Wowza. Yeah. I didn't know
0: that was possible, Mark the Movie Man.
2: At least for me. Trust me, it's, it's a challenge, and that's part of the reason why I do it. But that's where you, where you can find uh, all of my stuff. Uh, yeah, just find it there.
0: Awesome. Well, folks, I'm sorry we're not getting as many episodes out there as we, we once did. But right as of right now, I've been very, very busy. And I guess I was, I was told that I can, find, I can say I, – I can't give lots of details on this, but I can say this. Um, the reason you're not, I'm not getting as many episodes out there right now is because I'm currently editing Manos Returns. So the Woohoo! sequel to Manos: Hands of Fate is is about oh. halfway edited right now. So uh, that is the reason why <laughs> you're not seeing a lot of Astro Radio Z pop up because have a lot of really cool things happening. Um, so look forward to that. Hopefully, I'll be getting. Um, Jackie Damon-Jones on here to talk. She's, uh, she was the original uh, little girl in Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh, she'll be on here along with director Tanya Atomic, which longtime listeners awesome. of Astro Radio Z will be very familiar with. And uh, Rachel Jackson, those three, hopefully in the next coming months, we will get them on to sit and talk about uh, some of the behind the scenes on Manos Returns. Uh, where, where it came from, how it came to be, why it came to be, and all of that jazz. And also, I just want to pimp one more thing. Uh, we are currently running a, a Kickstarter for our good friend, Linnea Quigley. Uh, Jason Paul Collum and I are helping her try to get a documentary off the ground called Extras you go to uh, kickstarter.com we have a kickstarter page up there with a video where she'll tell you about what the movie is and all that jazz um, we're not looking for a ton of money if you you would go there and uh, just donate even a little bit it would be great because right now Linnea Quigley is out doing her con thing that she always is and filming people that are extras and movies and doing interviews with them and all sorts of stuff so if you go over to the kickstarter page you could help. You could even be in this movie. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there. We have a few things in the works here, folks. So once some of this, the smoke clears, we'll get back to the weekly Astro Radio Z show. But right now, too busy making them movies. <laughs> so hopefully you guys are happy about that. And uh, stick around. We'll be back. Next episode will be the next John Waters episode. Polyester, and we are coming up on 31 Days of Horror.
2: I'm looking looking forward to it. it. uh, Speaking of, can I just plug something else real quick? Is that all No, Mark the Movie Man, you can. Okay, go ahead. I know you're going to say that. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Two things. One, real quick uh, good supporter of indie film uh, The Bordello of Horror, Rich Peterson. They're actually doing a fundraiser thing for the uh, Al Ringling movie theater in baraboo wisconsin and that's the first weekend in october so if you get a chance go there they're showing spider baby and doing a live show uh there while they show the showing of spider baby and it's to help support the theater so check that out you might even see a video from a certain movie man there um and then the next weekend is the new horror film festival in oshkosh uh they're doing two days of horror where there's a lot of great selections uh, there's going to be some great stuff it's a, a horror fest coming back to Oshkosh and I will definitely be there and so uh, yeah with my microphone in hand and uh, also my microphone that I record uh, the episodes with so <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, 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 wow. all right folks. Oh, sorry <laughs> all right guys let's say good night
2: good night good night
0: good night You can find Astro Radio Z on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, YouTube, and anywhere that podcasts are found. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and email us questions, concerns, or just general chatter at Astro Radio Z Podcast at gmail.com. Coming from me, Derek Carey, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.